everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast. This is episode seven. It is our Tony Kukoc episode. Steve, how how are you doing tonight? I'm doing uh, quite well. I just uh, finished up a strenuous workout, and now I'm drinking beer, so it's a big plus. You worked out with a dumbbell. You feel vigorous. Yeah, I felt very vigorous. Very so, vigorous. Uh, yeah, just uh, now, uh, as the most great fitness icons do, you uh, you know, rather than you know, loading yourself up with protein and other things, you just start drinking beer. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that strategy going forward. So, again, thank you again for everybody who's joining us for Episode 7. We got some updates to take and talk to you about. There's big things happening over here at Cramerica Industries uh, or the Oh This Podcast headquarters. Right, Steve? We've been talking a lot this week. Yeah, so one of the things that you can uh, expect coming out here in the next couple days is with the release of the show, we have a brand new spanking website on the Internet. It's Oh This Podcast. Com. That's the place you can go find out all the different episodes there. Plus, we'll also have a blog. We'll also have special contests and different like campaigns that we're working with. We'll talk about secret shows and even the potential for in live recordings, which is very interesting there. So uh, do us a favor. Check us out there. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel on there as well. And yeah, why don't we just dive in and tell us what we're drinking this week steve this week we are drinking we're going uh, up into the rockies here and we're going to be drinking uh, some dale's pale ale from uh, oscar blues brewing company uh they are based uh, out in colorado and uh yeah just a uh, another kind of flagship beer that we're uh, doing the knockout uh, kind of three in a row here so um, got uh, a very solid uh not not terribly hoppy just a kind of an easy drinker um, they've got a bunch of uh, different uh, European malts, and then they just blast it with some uh, American hops. And uh, this is what the, the love child of that combination uh, results in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they, they throw it in, uh, in cans. It's pretty much nationwide. Uh, they've got uh, a, just, a, just a very huge uh, distribution network. They've got places in Colorado. They've got some places out on the East Coast, uh, a bunch of tap rooms and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty decent sized brewery now. Uh, still still in the craft brew realm, but uh, definitely uh, uh, doing doing well for themselves out there. And uh, you know, for Oscar Blues, so give them a, a little uh, a little uh, sampleage on the uh, show. They're a ninety Dale's Pale Ale is a ninety seven on uh, rate beer. Uh, a little lower on Beer Advocate. They rated about an eighty eight, uh, but still pretty good. So uh, yeah, just six and a half percent alcohol year round availability, and uh, let's get crack in a couple cans and get going. Yeah. And I noticed on the side of the can says, if you want to win an epic Texas race weekend, hashtag dalegating enter at oscarblues.com slash cans. <laughs> in case you're wondering, that's what you need to do. But um, why don't we just start with our first, uh, first topic for the night, Steve, what are we going with here? Well, we are going to talk about uh, something near and dear to my heart. Um, I was flying last week and uh, pulled on the uh, pulled up the Southwest uh, free television uh, service that they run in the flight, and I stumbled upon Cartoon Network uh, as I was flipping through the list of channels. And well, first of all, I had no goddamn clue what cartoons they had on the Cartoon Network, but it brought me back to some uh, some good old times back in my uh, younger days uh, where I would spend freaking hours watching uh, cartoons on Cartoon Network. 
um, specifically, specifically the, the oldies and goodies, uh, you know, your Scooby-Doo's, your Jetsons, uh, and, uh, some other stuff, but, uh, just kind of got me going down memory lane on, uh, on some cartoons and then kind of thinking about it's like, you know, I, I used to watch cartoons a lot when I was a kid, but I realized I still watch a fair amount of cartoons as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking like cartoons that you could think of that are just like, are you talking just cartoon TV shows or cartoon movies? Because I think that there's a, there's a fine line between the animated film and also the animated uh, television shows. Yeah, I think. I mean, mostly what I'm what I'm getting into here is uh, is cartoon shows. I mean, the okay. animated movies are are all over the place, um, but uh, I'm I'm really looking at the 30 minute uh, cartoon show or the 60 minute special. Yeah, because I mean, we could just like you know, Mike drop this segment right off the bat and just say Robin Williams and Aladdin is the greatest <laughs> character ever. But I don't want to take that. I don't want to take that route here. So, like. I don't know. My jam growing up, like I was definitely into like Goof Troop and okay. uh, Tailspin and mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Ducktales and as you could tell by oh, the Ducktales was money. Yeah, as you could tell by the lead in uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, that was one of the the finest uh, programs there. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of like Ninja Turtles, like that was like the foremost. Uh, you know, if you grew up in the '80s, Ninja Turtles was by far the cartoon of choice. That was. Well, the- so I grew up mostly in the '90s, and Ninja Turtles were still one of my cartoons of choice. Yeah, they were the cartoons du jour. I mean, GI Joe. You remember? <laughs> you remember freaking Captain Planet? Oh hell yeah, I remember Captain Planet. I, I still know. I think part of the theme song. Captain uh-huh. Planet. Something, something, something. He's our hero. There you go. That's that's a, another syllable or verse longer than I know. Yeah, I mean. Everybody looks back on the cartoons that they grew up on. I remember starting to take in, like, I remember 5 and 5.30, growing up as a kid, like, in elementary school. And, mm-hmm. and you know exactly where I'm going with this. Like, the Fox 32, what was on every night? Oh, this, man. It was I, The Simpsons. That's The Simpsons, yeah. Well, going into Simpsons. So, I only got limited access to The Simpsons. Um, because my parents were usually getting ready to watch the news at that time of night. I mean, we watched every now and again. And then most of my cartoon viewing went on at my grandparents' house. We didn't have cable at my house when I was growing up for most of it. Uh, but once we moved, we would go over to my grandparents every weekend. And that was where cartoon viewing happened. And my grandpa hated the Simpsons. So we, that was like, a, we were not catching the new episodes. I had to kind of catch up on Simpsons uh, after the fact. Yeah, I love the fact that FX put it on all the episodes, all the seasons. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, with um, like, but Hank Scorpio. <laughs> I can just look at like all the classic episodes. I think Simpsons is as formative to like as American culture um, from that time frame as Seinfeld was for us. Like, I, I can't tell you the last time I've wanted to actually get up and watch a normal episode of The Simpsons, like recently. Like, mm-hmm. I think the last. Sunday episode of the Simpsons I caught was maybe 15 years ago, which is odd to think that 15 years ago doesn't even put a dent into how long of a show, that how was. long they've been running. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, that's probably about the same uh, on my end. I mean, if you were to, were you like really into like the, I was the, the company it was like Hannah, Hannah Barbera or something like that. Like that's Scooby-Doo oh, and, yeah. and those ones like the Scooby-Doo was my jam growing. Like as a, like I would say from, like 
age, I don't know, seven until age 10 or so. That was my, that was my go-to. And they would, cause they would always show like the, obviously they were older episodes, but uh, that was, that was where it was at. Yeah. And then they made some really bad movies and things like that. But everybody makes bad movies. Like one of my favorites was I was a Flintstones man myself. I was, I love okay. it. And then, so the think about the live action Flintstones movie with John Goodman as uh, Fred <laughs> and they go bowling. Like those were bad too, but I, I they had a near and dear spot to my heart. Like Flintstones Jetsons were definitely there. Like I can't remember mm-hmm. like turtles was turtles took the cake. Like if it wasn't turtles, there was also like a ghostbusters cartoon growing up. Oh yeah. I liked uh, Darkwing Duck a lot. That was a good, that was a solid show. Um, but uh, kind of one, one area that I, I think was, I obviously didn't appreciate as a younger, a younger kid, but growing up and like, getting a little bit older, recognizing that uh, like there are so many cartoons that had so much adult humor in them oh, yeah. that like you, like you can rewatch them and they're fantastic. Like I the Cartoon Network show Johnny Bravo is incredible. Like <laughs> just an absolutely ridiculous show. And the, the, like, there are so many jokes in there. It's like, you most definitely have to be over the age of 18 to understand some of this humor. Well, I thought that that was kind of like what the Simpsons was too. It's like you had, Oh, to- the Simpsons definitely was that, but I'm thinking like, this is a show on Cartoon Network. Like they, I mean, they had their like nighttime kind of show. I mean, they still do adult swim, uh, or what or is adult swim on on Cartoon Network anymore, or is that uh, a different channel? Aren't those different channels? Like they're actually yeah, it's probably a different channel. But regardless, uh, like there was a whole segment. Like after like ten o'clock at night, it was all like adult oriented cartoons. Yeah, um, some, and, of know, the, some of those are um, really strange. Oh, most definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so like I, I dug that, but the, like the one that was on like network that I loved was Animaniacs. And that was, I believe Steven Spielberg was like instrumental in that, like either in the production or the development of that project. And there are so many jokes in there that are just completely inappropriate for children, which makes the show even better now. Yeah. I think about that. I think about Ren and Stimpy. That was also like a great show. The Nickelodeon flagship uh, fart joke humor. And then I think about like, remember like Doug? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, I think about Doug. Quail man and Skeeter. Like, I don't think anything like SpongeBob holds water to anything related to any of those Nick shows that we had. No, I, the Saturday morning cartoon too was like an excellent, uh, like there was a whole, that whole segment like that you had, I mean, that was when you were getting up, like it was fill up a Tupperware bowl full of cereal, load that thing up and you're going to watch cartoons for two or three hours. I mean, yeah, yeah, your dog on there recess was a good one. Yeah, and you'd actually get up at 6 a.m. to watch cartoons. <laughs> like, nothing could get me up at 6 a.m. to on a Saturday anymore, like, let alone, like, those childhood things. Do you go back and watch some of those childhood cartoons that you've, like, you've missed on, like, uh, on Netflix or, like, Hulu? Oh, uh, it's been a little while since I have, but I definitely, I've, I've done it. You know, I'm not, uh, not embarrassed about it. I mean, I'll flip on uh, every now and again. It's like, if you're feeling uh, a little nostalgic, flip one on. I mean, I won't like binge watch it, but I'll, you know, if, if the mood strikes me, I might flip on an episode. Yeah. I know it's not like, it's not cartoons and stuff, but you kind of like hit on it, like binge watching. It's like, I was watching on Hulu and I saw, I don't know. It might be because it's Disney related, but like they put some of the back catalog of movies on there and, like they have blank check and homeward bound on there. Definitely not cartoons, (laughs) 
but I can definitely admit to watching them within the past uh, three weeks. Uh, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a yes or no question. It's not an either or. It's both. Um, yeah, I watched I watched the shit out of Homeward Bound because uh, we had those on VHS. And Michael J. Fox is the dog. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Just talking about eating shoes. But so tell me, what about some of the adult shows? Like not adult shows, but like adult car- car- uh, cartoons. What's so, Obviously, you're going to say hands down it's Archer. So like, let's just go into that, right? Yeah, it's definitely Archer for me. I mean, that's uh, the the writing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Arrested Development fan. So obviously there's a lot of tie over between those two shows with characters and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, the writing in that show is brilliant. And then it's just, I mean, it's all placed in this setting. I mean, it's, it's all animated, but none of the like setting is uh, continuous. So you have like these like 60s, elements and then it's like hey but everyone's talking on cell phones but here again like they're talking about technologies that are totally out of date and like it's just jumping all over the place so it kind of keeps that little uh you know just little element of uh, keeping you on your toes kind of like cartoons did when you were a kid yeah i've been like i have a the only problem that i have with archer is that if i watch archer and bob's burgers together i'm thinking to myself (laughs) sterling archer is oh god yes and bob is a international assassin and spy like the fact that (laughs) h john benjamin does both of them is freaking hilarious and Uh, would you believe it they have they have an episode where archer plays bob from bob's burgers are you serious (laughs) i haven't gotten to that part i know that there was one about like a crocodile or something like that and then didn't he have like cancer and go on a raid or something like that oh the rampage oh that those are like two of like the the cancer the breast cancer episodes are two of the best episodes i think or two or three of the best episodes where he's having like yeah. sugar pills or something like that yep like, <laughs> and zima yeah <laughs> that's what the, this chemotherapy medicine is sugar pills and zima <laughs> like have you watched any of like the i think they are like adult swim stuff have you watched like metalocalypse I have watched some Metalocalypse. I actually, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some of the uh, some of the songs in there. I, I used to watch that like when I was in college, um, and then uh, I, I'm, I still am a fan of Robot Chicken. Uh, it's not quite what it used to be, but I love the randomness of that uh, of that show too. And it's all claymation. Um, and then I got really big in the South Park when I was, you know, when I was in high or late high school and then early college. Um, like right in it's like big time run where they got like I mean they were obviously huge I mean shit South Park's been out since I was in like fourth grade right um, but uh, it was right when they were doing like the imagination land sequence uh, like the seasons leading up to that and it was just I mean top notch um, so yeah I mean like that's that's definitely obviously a show oriented for adults there's no oh yeah <laughs> if stands or butts about that absolutely I know for South Park it's like you hear a lot of uh, different things usually the people who love south park um in terms of the tv show and watch it religiously hate the movie and i was like i remember watching the south park movie and loving it but never getting into the shows i don't know why i think it was freaking uh the saddam hussein character in the movie and (laughs) it was one of the best parts ever in the whole blame canada like the movie was maybe because it was like an hour and a half long and i was able to like you know, start to finish, understand what was going on. Sure. Um, like, what are your thoughts on the movie? 
I like the movie. Um, I was I had no problem with it. Actually, Imagination Land was supposed to be the second uh, South Park movie, and then they just decided to run it as a like a long series of episodes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the first movie was good. Um, I mean, it, it's it's hilarious. I mean, like those dudes can pretty much uh, write whatever they want and, and somehow find a way to make it funny. I mean, they made that thing a whole big musical. I mean, they did uh, Book of Mormon, which was also fantastic. Right. So uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no real, no problems. I, I don't have any issue watching the show and watching the movie. And like, I don't see any major difference in like my level of enjoyment. In it. For sure. For sure. I still think one of the funniest South Park episodes I've seen is, where they were like going in the writer's room for family guy. And it was the manatees that were yep. <laughs> pushing one ball from one side to another. That's how they came up with the show episodes. I was <laughs> like, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. This is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, so if you had to like put on a show tonight, what would you put on? Like, what would you pick? Um, I like tonight if I'm going, all right, so let's, let's go with an adult cartoon. Uh, I'm going to put on Archer because I need to get caught up here uh, and just make sure that I'm back in in that mode for their new episodes. And then if I'm going with a kid's cartoon, Ooh, let's see. I think I'm going to go, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit, uh, I'm feeling like Doug tonight. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. A little ABC seven uh, action, ABC seven Chicago. You remember Bobby's World, the TV show Bobby's World? Hell yeah, Howie Mandel. Yeah, Howie when Mandel. he had hair. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to think about like all the after school stuff. Like there was like they man, they threw cartoons down our throats growing up. And tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. But like I mean, for me, the big after school show was like Power Rangers. So obviously not a cartoon, but and you get a new Power Rangers movie this summer, so some people will love that. Yeah, I remember like it's weird because you had those generations like Looney Tunes and then that was I never really got into like all the Looney Tunes stuff, but then you have like Space Jam where it's like all those characters are so relatable yeah. to it. Like I don't know, like so Disney or Warner Brothers? Uh Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah. So you like uh what is it? You like Daffy over Donald? It seems like they always like it was like the record label problem. They always had a band to figure out which animal you had. Like there was always an equivalent in both brands, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not that's a slight Disney. Um, I don't know. I just I I think that I had more Warner Brothers shows on when I was growing up. Yeah, they were just they, they were around and they were more accessible. Yeah. What about uh, what about Tom and Jerry? What, what do you how do you feel with that? Uh, th- those storylines. I think that they were a little conniving little uh little uh you know squirrel and mouse or cat and mouse, you know. I thought it was good. I still think that Ren and Stimpy was one of the best shows ever, but nothing beats the turtles. Nothing will ever beat the Ninja Turtles. No, I I mean I have a Donatello or a Leonardo uh uh change bank on my dresser right now, so I I can I can second that motion. That's a very adulting thing to do, you know. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh boy. Again, we hit these markers and it's absolutely amazing. So it's Nelly, Diddy, and Murphy Lee. So, Steve, what's our next topic? What are we talking about? That could only tee us in for some amazing stuff going forward. Well, we're we're coming up to a uh, a time that some people hold near and dear, and uh, in, in the professional or well, not professional, the amateur sporting world. We've got March Madness coming up uh, next week. 
And uh, for a lot of people, that means filling out brackets and uh, paying attention to a bunch of uh, amateur athletes that are never going to play professionally. So, oh, Steve, come uh, on. Not just next week. It's tomorrow. The tournament has actually begun, my friend. The, What's that? the tournament has begun, my friend. It's started- oh, that's true. They they forgot they've got the bigger field now, so they started a little bit early, and then you got the weekend games. So, regardless, it's a uh, March Madness is less than my favorite uh, sporting uh, time of year, but because I'm a degenerate gambler, I'm going to prepare myself so I know what's going on, so that I can make ill-advised bets and uh try and make a little bit of money on it. exactly okay so i'm gonna look at the tournament schedule and let's see what we can figure out how would you pick your teams okay let's see here let's go and see what we've got here so tonight is march 15th right okay if you're gonna pick we're gonna go head to head on a couple matchups here and we're gonna take and see we're gonna rationally think who's gonna win based upon the team name so you're gonna pick them blind on the spot okay you can give me whatever. Fair, fair enough. Whatever and this rack- is literally blind because I could give very few hoots about uh, college basketball. Yes. So you can use whatever method you choose. Okay. So tonight's game has got 6.40 p.m. So it's probably already started. The North Carolina Central Eagles versus the UC Davis Aggies. What's the Oh, method? I'm in California. It's, it's UC Davis, no doubt. Okay. You got to give an explanation as to why. So I would think that was like an Aggie would be able to lure an Eagle into it's like it's homeland, it's nest uh, to take. Um, well, my, my explanation is that I am a two hour drive uh, from, from UC Davis and I'm going to be the uh, hometown Homer. So that's, that's my explanation right there. Okay. Providence Friars versus the USC Trojans. So you got religious deity versus uh, battle tested <laughs> condoms or, Warriors, whatever you take in one. Well, I think. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take USC, and that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, the the bigger entity, the more well respected entity. I think. Okay. Not so, that Providence hasn't played some ball in their day. Yeah, we're not gonna go down every single game because some of them are no. aren't good. Um, but here's one that I like to talk about: the West Virginia Mountaineers are going to be playing the mighty Bucknell Bison. Thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, the – I'm not going to take the kids from Bucknell. I'm going to take West Virginia because uh, they're ready to play ball and the kids from Bucknell are just smart. Yeah, they're smart. Bucknell's a great school. That everybody there is smart. Let's see if we got any good other ones here. Let's see. What's, What's the going? MAC? Who won the MAC championship? Um, who's in the MAC so I can figure that one out? Uh, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, Northern Illinois. Uh, let's see what else you got. Okay, uh, Toledo is no Dayton's not in there. Let's see. Okay, we got Butler Bulldogs Bowling Green versus Winthrop. Temple or not Temple uh, Buffalo. Okay, so let's see here. We got da, da, da. Northwestern. Let's talk about that. Oh. Yeah, so, that, I mean, that's a good story. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm happy for Northwestern. Uh, I mean. You know, because North kids who graduate from Northwestern need something else to be happy about. You know, so naturally you need their their college basketball team to be good as well. I mean, but actually, Northwestern's one of the first college basketball games I ever went to. Really? Yeah, my uh, I had a, uh, one of my good friends. Uh, his grandpa lives literally right down the street from campus there, and uh, he got free tickets all the time because you know there aren't a whole hell of a lot of people paying to go see a Northwestern game on a weeknight. So uh, we would go out there. So yeah, but I mean, 
and that was back in the Bill Carmody days. So that was probably 10, 15 years ago or so, maybe a little less. Right. But, uh, right. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it's, it's, they're the only damn school in, in Illinois worth a damn at basketball right now. True. Illinois State almost made the tournament. They're gonna they be, almost did. Yeah, they, gonna, they fell uh, just a little bit short. Illinois, uh, Illinois, they were hoping Illinois was going to make it, but uh, they wound up uh, kind of shitting the bed in the in the uh, Big, Big Ten, Ten tournament. Yeah. So, like, I think with Northwestern, the most interesting part about that is like it's their first tournament ever. They get an eight seed. Congrats off to yeah. them. And they're going to play Vanderbilt, which is going to be a tough uh, tournament. I'm looking down here and I see uh, isn't Kent State? Aren't they a MAC team? Kent State is a, they are part of the matching. The the mighty flashes of Kent. The golden State, flashes, the golden indeed. Flashes so they are going to run up. They won the, so I went to, you know, a Northern, pretty decent football program, real bad basketball program. So yeah. I, I, went, I went to school in, in DeKalb for four years. I went to about eight minutes of one, one half of a basketball game. So to quote Charles Barkley, they're terrible. Just absolutely they, terrible. Well, they, they got a little bit better since I since I've left, but uh, yeah, in general, not uh, not worth not worth the free ticket, not worth the walk out to the to the convocation center to go yeah. watch it. Well, they're gonna. So Kent State is gonna go play UCLA, which is gonna be a tough game. I'm looking at some of these. The first round is always interesting because. Um, you, you what's never, your five twelves? What's what's your what's your what's your five twelve matchups? So your five twelve matchups at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo uh, on the sixteenth. So tomorrow you have Notre Dame versus Princeton. So Princeton actually won Ivy League this year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first time the Ivy League's had a tournament. So the other five twelve they're talking about that's going to be interesting is uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers versus Middle Tennessee. And and Middle Tennessee, I don't know who they upset last year, but they had an upset last year in a similar ranking. Um, Another 5-12 happens to be um, the Virginia Cavaliers versus UNC Wilmington Seahawks. And if I go down, where else do we have? That's um, three of them. I can't see yeah, three is enough. Three is enough here. Three is like, enough. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think I love. I mean, the- that's your that's your traditional, uh, you know, upset pick in your five twelve games. Um, I don't know. I I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm not gonna ride any money on on that matchup uh, in the first uh, the first round here. But uh, yeah, that's there's some there's some intriguing games. I mean. Uh, Virginia is a, a solid team. Actually, Nor- or Illinois is look, might be trying to lure away Virginia's coach, Tony Bennett. Yeah, I was just hearing about that. Not the singer Tony Bennett. It's the the coach Tony Bennett, the former Washington State Cougar head coach back in the day. A shout out to my buddy uh, JJ, and shout out to my buddy Rachel, who are alums of that school there. Um, <laughs> the fine institution of higher learning. Yep, exactly. So. Like, I think it's going to be an interesting – like one of the things that I love about the tournament is anything can happen, and the games are so freaking close with the exception of like the 1 and 16 games. Like anything can happen in the tournament, and it's like you see these point swings and runs that are just uh, – um, I think some of these games actually break down worse than uh, – like some bad horse racing does at the end of it. It's like you, you think you're ahead of it by so far. And then, Oh crap. 
this game just goes yeah. completely horrible. I mean, from a betting perspective, when I look at college basketball, which isn't terribly often, but every, you know, when the mood strikes, um, I'm not really looking for value in any of those bets. I'm just trying to uh, pretty much find locks um, or as close to locks as you can get. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go throw money down on a 116 matchup because that's just not worth the risk. I mean, even though it's never happened, it's you're not getting enough payout on your dollar. Um, but, uh, but I mean, should, mostly you should go take a look at that two fifteens though, because, um, so I got a, a story that kind of tangents that a couple of years ago we were in Vegas, um, and it happened to be the year that Duke was a number two and also Missouri was a number two and they both lost. We're sitting at the golden nugget. We're playing in a poker tournament and. Uh, my buddy turns over to the guy next to him and the guy's kind of fidgeting. He's like, what's the score of this Missouri game? And they were down by like eight or nine. And was like, well, what's the score of this Duke game? Duke was down by like 10 or 13 or something. It was just odd for a two and a 15 mm-hmm. game. And the game, the guy gets up from the poker table. He takes like penalties around the thing. And they're like, well, what's up with this guy here? Um, uh, and they're like, what's up with this guy? He basically had two bets in he took all the 15s for $20 a piece paying out a thousand to one. So when that one, when those games won, he had to fill out a little bit of a tax paper, uh, (laughs) but he basically made 40 grand in a short period of time on the $80 investment, which is absolutely see like that's, that's not bad. Um, because I mean, and two fifteens obviously have happened. The one sixteen hasn't. It will someday. Uh, but uh, mostly, like when I'm looking at those games, like I'm gonna, I'm going to pick straight up. I'm going to play money lines uh, because the point spreads are so unpredictable in the tournament. Like no matter what you think is going to happen, like I just can't get beyond the uh, the comfort. Uh, you know the, that that level. It's like I'm just I'm just going to play them straight up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing as, like, you go and bet sports. Like, anytime you're doing it, you got to go and have some fun. I think one of the best times that we had there, too, was when BYU was, a, like, an eight-point favorite, and they were t- teetering on the line. And they just, like, literally hit a garbage three-pointer uh, mm-hmm. to take it and put it to a five-point spread, and it switched the line. And everybody in the whole sports book was like, Oh my God, what just happened? Like it was a big swing. It was a big swing. So, okay. So we got, um, a couple of upsets. There's always going to be upsets, you know, Most definitely. based on the teams that are in there, who do you think is going to win it all? I mean, you've got, let, let, I'll give you the ones and the twos. Uh, Villanova's a one, uh, Gonzaga's a one, North Carolina's a one. Kansas is a one of the, mm-hmm. the twos that you have are Kentucky, Louisville, uh, Duke and Arizona. So if you had yeah. to pick, pick any of those teams, who do you think is one of the best odds? Um, I'll tell you who's not going to win is Gonzaga. So that's, that's just not going to happen. Um, but, uh, I, am always, uh, I'm always the Kentucky guy. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know that, I don't think they're quite as strong this year uh, from what I've, uh, what I've seen of them. Sure. Uh, but, uh, I, I like Kansas. Um, that's probably, if I'm going to pick a one, that's, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Kansas as a one though is always hard. They never win. It seems like, I don't know. Yeah, I know they don't, but that's, that's where my head's at. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, I'd have to go with, you know, my tried and true. Uh, some people are going to hate me for saying this, but you know, 
Roy Williams and the North Carolina Tar Heels. It goes back to a young Michael Michael Jordan uh, locked me into a fan base of that forever. And God, as long as it's honestly, I'll be thrilled as long as it's not Duke. I fucking hate Duke. I think that's the biggest thing is Duke is such a polarizing team. It's like you either love them or you hate them, but there's a lot of reasons why not to like them this year, especially. The whole I, and I should, I should double, I should take take a little bit back. I don't hate Duke basketball players. I just hate, I, I hate Mike Krzyzewski. Ooh, that's an interesting thing. Isn't he's a, a Chicago he's guy? He's a pompous ass. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, pretty successful as a coach, though. Yeah, to a, to a degree, but uh, you know, that's he's still a he's still a jackass. So See, I thought you would. I, I thought you'd not like Duke because of Carlos Boozer. <laughs> Thinking of like, my my personal uh, favorite moniker, if I ever uh, call into sports radio, is Carlos Boozer's gym bag. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. Oh. Um, the uh, no, I mean, two players. I mean, obviously, have had gone on to have success, but uh, you know, I'm I'm a pro, I'm a fan of pro basketball. I don't like watching amateur sports too much. So uh, you know, show me all those Duke uh, championship rings, Duke players who have uh, NBA championship rings, and uh, it's a pretty short list. Right. Well, so the interesting question, though, too, is like, I know you just have the D League right now. These are the minor leagues for the NBA. So what do we think about that? Like, these are going to be granted like someone from it's going to be really tough from somebody from Winthrop to take and go and probably play in the league. You know, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but, um, you know, Steph Curry went to Davidson. He went to a smaller school. There's going to be guys mm-hmm. coming out there that are going to be good. Granted, Seth Curry had um, great lineage to take and make sure that he was going to go there. Indeed. Like, what are your thoughts with that? Like, because it is, it still kind of is your minor league. Oh, I hate it. Um, I hate the fact that, uh, you know, I think that there should be a dedicated uh, minor league system, much like Major League Baseball has, where if you're going to be developing into a professional athlete, you should be in a system that is run by a professional, a professional sports organization and be compensated for it. Right. You, no free, uh, no free time and free work on that. No, no, I'm not. I don't like the uh, NCAA. Uh, I don't care for their, the, uh, I mean, let's be honest in basketball. It's you're, you're really only looking at a total of like, maybe in a good draft, like five to eight, like, seriously like impactful players. I mean, you, you still can get like decent role guys through the rest of the draft. Um, but I mean, if you're looking for like frontline guys who you want as a marquee name on your franchise, you're only getting a handful of those guys each draft. Um, the second round of the NBA draft is just, you know, useless for the most part. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that if there was more some uh, dedicated developmental uh, league that's run by professional organizations rather than but bound by the rules of the NCAA. I think you'd have a lot more successful kids that would go into those programs and be successful NBA players. Yes, I agree. Uh, last question. Are you going to watch the tournament? Are you going to watch some of the games? I'm going to watch a couple of the games because I'm, uh, well, where I'll be is a, a prime, uh, a prime, viewing location i might uh, flip it on you know for some of the weekday games uh, you know you get the coverage of uh, you know you can get them in like a 
four or six game box or whatever on the TV. It's, it's kind of fun to watch that. You get your uh, Sunday ticket kind of, I'm going to watch him starting tomorrow. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it. I just, Oh gosh. Speaking of, uh, speaking of watching it in a place that you're going to be able to, uh, uh, talk about and look at, I think another natural selection or not natural selection, the natural, uh, transition for us here is to, um, basically talk about Vegas. Like th- that's one of the time of the year. This is one time of the year that I wish I was in Vegas. I love to take and be in those sports books for the exact reason of there's so much energy. And I think the topic that we need to talk about in this last segment is uh, there's always that advertising that says what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I don't think that's true anymore. See, <laughs> what happens in Vegas ends up in Facebook thoughts. Uh, I think that's to the to most extent is fairly true. Um, <laughs> as as someone who is going to be in Las Vegas next week during March Madness, uh, um, I'm kind of bound by a uh, a different set of circumstances because I'm going to a bachelor party, and uh, in you know in tradition of the bachelor party, you try not to share what is going on in that bachelor party uh, or what has happened in that bachelor party. Unless it's a uh, so. great story, unless it's amazing. <laughs> and then you try to share with select few. I digress. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, yeah. So like that's, uh, that's going to be the, the theory of, uh, you know, stuff showing up on Facebook uh, in more modern times is going to be put to the test with the, uh, with the uh, other competing uh, interests of the bachelor party and the uh, vows of secrecy involved in that secrecy and diplomacy. It's like, uh, keep it as classified documentation. No one can see this. <laughs> like if you see this, I have to kill you. Right. Gosh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that, uh, I, I mean, in Vegas, I mean, I'm never, I'm never doing anything that crazy when I'm in Vegas. Like I'm, I'm a fairly reserved guy. So it's like, I mean, the, you want to know what's going on with me? Yeah, sure. I'll show you a fucking picture of where I'm sitting and I've got every sports line known to man. Like, yeah, I'm going to share that because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but like the whole, the, I don't know, the whole elements of like, oh, like you're going to have a wild and crazy time in Las Vegas. I don't know. It's, it's not uh, not totally my scene, but uh, I mean, obviously plenty of people uh, do that. Uh, yeah, so, I think I think I know, the oversharing thing's never been a problem of mine, but I can definitely see it being an issue for others. Yeah, I think you can get into that problem. I, like, I don't want to take and say that it's for everybody, but let me tell you, like, I'm going to drop the bomb on some people. A lot of Vegas is more brought up. Like, you could get into trouble, but after you're drunk all day, all you want to do is sleep. Like, literally, <laughs> that's all you want to do. At least that's all I want to do. I mean, like you walk so much like what happens what happens in vegas stays on your feet for weeks you just have blisters and everything like that that should be the vegas like uh uh tourism board's like motto now they should change it to that instead of what happens in vegas stays in vegas yeah i mean last time we were in vegas i only shared like one or two one or two pictures and one and this was when we were fairly intoxicated and, and playing playing craps down in uh, old Vegas. Uh, someone put their chips on the P on the pass line 
uh, on the craps table. So I just took a picture of the board where it said ass line because <laughs> I was drunk and I thought that was funny. That's funny. That's good. <laughs> I think it was me who put it on the P. I think it was. <laughs> I don't remember. Because you weren't playing the pass line much in that game. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not. But like, so you've done Vegas. You're going back to Vegas. Let's talk about like things people can do in Vegas. Again, we're not sponsored by anybody here, but we've got things we like to do. Um, you're going to be going for like the bachelor party, but what do you, like, yep. what do you recommend people first timers see when they're out there? Like there's so much to do. What do you recommend that they don't see too? Oh, well, yeah. don't see, um, don't, uh, don't fall into the, all right. Don't definitely don't go see, uh, the stupid ass pawn stars pawn shop. Cause that's stupid. That's just a waste of time. And it's in the fucking hood. Um, you definitely don't want to go see that. Um, if you're, if you're, it, it probably depends on like how much time you have to kill. Um, like if you're just in there for a short, a short stint, like staying on the strip is always safe. I mean, you're going to see odd, odd people and odd things walking about, but, uh, um, I would say don't, don't spend your time, uh, like with any street performer that's going on there. Like just, just keep walking, keep moving. Like, you might be entertained for a minute or two, but they're going to start hitting you up for money. And some of them are, are mentally unstable or some of them are going to harass you for money. And it's like, just steer clear of that whole scene. However, collect as many trading cards as you can while you're there because you got to catch them all. (laughs) That's good. Um, I think one of the things that you do need to see when you're in Vegas is do um, stay at planet Hollywood and go stay in the Conan the Barbarian uh, room. <laughs> it's on like the seventeenth floor. It's a weird, weird room. Like we were there, we get end up going there for March Madness, and I know that two people listening to this show would absolutely start laughing because they know exactly what's uh, the stories that's going to happen here. It's basically the Conan the Barbarian room was. It's at Planet Hollywood. They have all the rooms themed, and this one happened to be. Conan and it's got Arnold like paraphernalia around but it's got a half naked picture of Arnold on top of like right over a giant soaker bathtub for one reason (laughs) I don't know some people might find it as like this is the thing that's going to be absolutely amazing he's going to crush your enemies he's going to drive them before you and he's going to hear the lamentation of the women yeah exactly I was just like I don't know about that but that was one of my fun my favorite trips I say do recommendations go to uh, Fremont Street if you have the opportunity 100 that was my that's my big recommendation yeah it's, uh, it's if fun. you want a, an entire area that's a basically one gigantic dive bar where you can gamble uh it's it's a good time yeah it's a good time the food is good i'd say go out there um do heed your friend's advice when they tell you to not be drunk and be at the hotel um don't be drunk and not at the hotel when they tell you to do this, if they're trying to meet up with you, um, that could be a, a funny arrangement to take and do, but I think it worked out for the better. Uh, and d- try not to get kicked out of the casinos. Like that's one thing. That's, that- a, that's a plus. Yeah. Don't, don't be a dick in general. Um, well, we, we weren't dicks. We just want enough money and we're acting a fool. Um, we uh, I would say one, one thing that you also shouldn't do is spend a whole hell of a lot of money on your hotel room when you're in, when you're in Vegas. I mean, different times of the year have different charges, but it's like, to, I mean, unless you got money to just throw around and like, that's your lifestyle, like getting a fucking suite at Bellagio or something like that is 
it's really unnecessary. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you got to go slumming or anything like that and like trying to cut dollars everywhere, but it's like, it's generally unnecessary to like, unless you're really into like opulence and things like that. I mean, it's, it's just completely over the top. You're more than likely only going to spend four to six hours in your room at a time when you crash and go to sleep. Uh, so I don't know for my money, it's like to stay in a decent enough room where it's like, I'm going to sleep, the bed's comfortable and then I'm going to get up and go do stuff. And it's got a good location. Yeah. I think that I, I think to echo that it's like, if you're taking and getting a suite, get it with a bunch of people and use it for like party. Yeah. Like that's when it comes into necessary. Like you can take and actually take and save some money there. But the yeah, goal, in that scenario, it's a little different. But if it's like if it's just one or two people in the room, it's yeah. like it's just way over the top. Yeah, I think just go into it with knowing that there's going to be a lot of crazy people. So watch yourself just regardless um, and have a good time. But know that sometimes you got to eat. And that's the big thing that I know a lot of first time Vegas people do is they don't, <laughs> they don't actually eat. And one of the things that's one of the things that I know is a, a little bit of the con is going to like the snack shops and all there, those things are more expensive than going to the buffet, the nice buffet and actually having a meal. Like, so think oh, yeah. about that. And the big thing is if you have the opportunity to go, go during the summer, the summer is fun. If you can go during the summer and hit up the pool. Oh my God. Pools in Vegas are a lot of fun, especially if you can barely keep your Gatorade down. Cause the last night of partying was amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah it's it's such a great trip to do um that so I, i'd highly recommend that um but then no it's like you're gonna spend a ton of money people are gonna try to take in do different things and try to extract money from you so any way you can so um know that that's a thing yeah don't play roulette because you'll more more often than not lose <laughs> but you could win like bet it all on you could, bet it all on yeah you, you could win i mean yeah i mean the, in the spirit of like oversharing i mean yeah you know i think that there's a there's an element of like oh you know to prove that you're there uh but i think sometimes like the oversharing can take away from like just your experience and like for i mean the first few times i went to vegas um there was a lot of like oh like let's take a picture of this goofy shit like oh let's go stand in front of the fountains at bellagio and i could see all that stuff take pictures it's like after the after the first time i was like you know what like just kind of drink some of this stuff in and like take it in you know from a your own standpoint and rather than pushing out, it's like, you don't need to share all this stuff, just kind of, uh, you know, soak it all up and, and kind of enjoy it in that manner. I mean, some people are wired differently, uh, but, uh, you know, I definitely can appreciate things uh, without uh, having to have other people know about them. So that's kind of where, where I stand there. Right. Absolutely. Um, oh, geez. It is the time. It is the time for us to take in, uh, Call this uh, theme song to the TV show Rawhide. Uh, it's Rowdy Yates. We're gonna do it in the Q and A. So I think it's time to put a bow on this Tony Kukoc episode. Steve, thanks again for joining us uh, for another edition. Um, a new site will be launched here in the next little bit. So do us a favor, go check out Oh This Podcast. Also, um, we'll talk more in depth about some of the stuff on Twitter um, and things in the future. Plus, we might have yeah. a contest coming up. 
where if we hit a certain goal marker, we might get that special edition uh, Grease review happening by Steve. So uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Please, for- uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll work out the details there. Uh, but yeah, most definitely follow us on uh, you know like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, and leave us a, if you subscribe or whatever, on iTunes or on Google Play, leave us a review. Of you know, we we'd love to hear back from you. Awesome. Again, like a like my friend uh, Jim Belushi says, hit him up, move him out, move him out, set him up. Chicken wire. Chicken wire. Okay. <laughs> awesome, guys. Until next time, we are out. Thanks, guys.